Hodges puts up the three. Long go. Rebound box. Now head over in this direction. Gone to three. I know how to win because I've been the one. Listen, we're not coming back over here without no touchdown. Jackson throws quickly. He's got a man wide open. I've been the one. Yeah, I've been the one. Thing of beauty. We are back. What's up? Welcome back to Cam's Corner. Joining me, a former guard for the Massachusetts College of Liberal Arts and currently a production assistant at ESPN, Karina Matera. Karina, thank you for joining me. And uh, how's this year been so far for you? Pretty good. Pretty busy. I've been doing a lot of NFL games. NFL playoffs killed me a bit, but now mm. I'm in a good spot. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, not too bad. You know, um, have you ever been on a podcast before? been like interviewed, uh, had like a sit down or anything like that? Uh, I actually did a panel last week for my college where I was sat down and interviewed how college helped me prepare for my career. Oh, yeah. Was that like on like their website and stuff like that? Yeah, it wasn't like an actual podcast, but yeah, they put it on like Facebook. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got to have a, a pretty good first impressions for uh, all the family members watching at home. Um, <laughs> so I've seen a lot of videos that you created for the NFL. So, you know, they're, I've, they're incredible. You know what I mean? I've seen uh, like on your LinkedIn, all those kinds of videos and stuff like that. So like, how did you develop like a passion to start doing uh, video editing and all those kinds of things? Like the highlight? Uh, <clears throat> video editing I've been doing since maybe like middle school. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. And then obviously when I got to college it kind of amped up and I took a lot of because I I concentrated in broadcast media in college so I took a mm -hmm. lot of TV production classes broadcast journalism classes I did a lot of work with my video journalism we had like it was called Beacon Web News it was like an online uh news thing at my college and mm -hmm. I did a lot of stuff with that especially with sports and yeah, I, I knew going into college, I love media and I love sports. So I knew to focus on that. And then as soon as I got to my senior year, I just started looking for jobs within the sports media industry, got the job at ESPN and slowly kind of found what I liked to do the most because mm. like I've done, I've done game highlights, which is pretty fun. Um, but I think definitely like hype videos and higher end elements are are really like what i enjoy the most like the before stuff like like hyping up the uh, super bowl like things like that sort yes yeah yeah so like good lamar jackson hype stamp and then right. it'll lead to like a discussion on the show of whatever they want to talk about uh it is a lot of game focus especially like i'm on i've been on nfl live this mm -hmm. whole season so Going into it, we do hype up the games for every week, but yeah. sometimes it isn't the games. It'll be like, who do we think is going to be the MVP? I like early on in the season, I did like a Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray MVP stamp, and it's just like a mix of hyping them both up and, and stuff like that. 
Yeah, and you can kind of get, like you said, get creative with it because, you know, you have a whole range of whatever you want to do with it. But has it always been sports for you or has it been like, you know, just having that passion to make videos and like highlight reels, like if like anything, like like you said, you had that passion since like middle school. So did, was it like always, like I said, was it always sports or was there something else that caught your eye? It was always, sports was always involved, but I didn't know if I wanted to definitely <laughs> take that route. Like, I mean, in middle school and high school, like I, I wanted to do film and music yeah. videos and um, music production stuff. But then once I got to college, I liked news, just general news. Um, I also like sports though, because then I started integrating the sports news in the general news. And by my senior year, I knew I wanted to do sports, but I was also open to other things. And yeah. it kind of just fell in my lap. Like, okay, yeah, sports is where I want to be when I got my job and realized how awesome it is really in the industry. Right. Like what sports, so like what sports like drew the most attention to your eye and like what sports did you like uh, kind of grow up watching? Like uh, since, like you said, since like middle school or high school. Basketball. Definitely. Basketball. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when you, when you got that, like the NFL, like opportunity where you kind of not like obviously bummed cause it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity, uh, you know, type jobs, but like what, how hard was it kind of like the transition into football, something that you're not uh, as familiar with like basketball? Yeah, actually that was, I was pretty, like you said, not bum, but yeah, no, of course. like I really wanted to do this type of type of stuff for basketball, but I was, I was excited too, at the same time, because NFL is like, I'm, I'm a big college basketball fan. And yep. obviously you look at NFL, like it's just so much bigger than college yeah, basketball. Yeah. Top tier, right. Leadership and just the amount of rights we have, um, video opportunities like we have an insane amount of just different melt angles clean replays like a bunch of we have just so many videos of nfl mm. plays games uh player specialties and so i knew that in the nfl world at my company that there's just there was just going to be those higher end opportunities that i really wanted to do like the hype stuff yeah um, you can do that for like basketball that's definitely exists but I just knew for NFL like the resources were going to be pretty awesome and it didn't let me down because we really have a lot um, that we can use when we make stuff like that so yeah I was excited I was really excited for that part and yeah. I, I wasn't like well, football wasn't my least favorite sport no, anyway, right, right. So, so I was still pretty happy with the fact that I got to cover football yeah, of course, you know, playing basketball, obviously you're the most familiar with it, you know, the most about it. Um, so yeah. that kind of basketball kind of uh, pushed, uh, I guess, like kind of created a passion for like this video editing uh, journey for you, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. I covered a lot of basketball, especially in college. It was hard because I played basketball, but mm -hmm. I covered a lot of high school basketball in college. Like in the, I went to college in Western Massachusetts. So I covered um, the Northwestern part of Massachusetts and yeah, it really did create the passion and kept it going. Yeah. So have you ever done like any like on camera stuff or has it always been like, you know, behind the scenes, like, you know, stuff like that? Yeah, I did a lot of on camera stuff in college uh, for that student run news show I was talking about. I was a reporter for Beacon Web News. I also anchored. I had a biweekly sports segment there. Um, I also did an internship at Northern Berkshire Community Television Corporation, which is where I mainly covered the high school sports. But I was like a halftime reporter for that, for some, some of the big tournaments that they had on weekends. Of course it was hard. Cause I, yeah. in my season too, that was, that was really cool. Um, 
I thought about taking that route, but I just really love the production stuff and and um, creating things like what yeah. I've been doing. So you kind of like were leaning more towards like like you said, creating and obviously the on camera stuff's cool, but you like that's yeah. what I'm kind of going for like with my major and um you know like things of that sort. I like the on camera stuff. I'm I'm kind of you know getting a little bit used to editing and stuff like that. I'm not like too crazy obviously with it, but um. So yeah, definitely for you, obviously, like you took the right route, you know, definitely a great path for you to go down. Um, going back to like high school, you know, a thousand point score at Johnston um, here in Rhode Island. Um, how did the opportunity uh, for you to come play basketball now at uh, MCLA uh, come to you? Was it like a, like a scholarship type of thing or like, was it just like, you know, like you guys just had mutual interest or? Uh, you're technically not allowed to give out scholarships uh, for D3. Oh, right. Yep. But okay. they they had offered me a community scholarship of some sort because the coach was really interested in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I had, I had like, as a senior in high school, I had like a list of six or seven schools I was applying to and interested to. And I had sent a highlight reel to all of them. And MCLA was just really interested in me and uh, had me drive out there and the coach did like a personal tour of everything with me and she just was she was very hyped and it got me hyped and yeah yeah, I just ended up going there because I really liked the team that was I was going to be on yeah did you know like were there any other schools like interested in you did you know you're going to play after high school yeah um, I almost went to Rick I almost played at Rick. I University of New Haven was almost interested, or they were interested, but they wanted they wanted like full game, multiple full game clips or something like that. And I didn't have that because I yeah. was already like a senior in high school and we didn't we didn't cover our games like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't right. know if they that now. Yeah, I just didn't have that. So I ended right. up just sticking with MCLA. Yeah, so with like the experiences uh, with MCLA, so you were there four years, right? All four years. Yeah. So, like, what are some of like the uh, experiences that you had? What, what was it like playing uh, at the college level for uh, women's basketball? It was awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. I think D three is underlooked sometimes because it's D three, obviously not D one, but mm-hmm. you really learn a lot being a student athlete at any level because you have to teach yourself time management and you have to teach yourself the concentration it takes to play a sport and keep your academics up where d1 like they'll have so many study sessions and people on their staff specifically to help cater to those yeah. uh, needs mm-hmm. where when you're a d3 athlete like you, you don't have that you know it's all yourself and you really depend on your teammates and yeah, it, it was awesome. It really prepares you for the real world. Um, playing a sport that involves like teamwork and communication and then like having a career that is exactly that is pretty helpful. And playing at the college level is just so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like your conference rivals and just trying to get to the championship game at the end of the year, like it's it really forms bonds with your teammates and they're going to be friends for life. So it's hmm. definitely something that if someone has the opportunity to do. I think they should. Yeah, definitely. And like D3, like it's, like you said, it's very, it's very competitive being like, you know, having the chance to cover it um, down at Rick. It's like Rick right now, like for the girls, they're like, I think 20, I think they're ranked 25th, like nationally, like in like for oh, D3. Nice. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's very competitive. It's a very, you know, 
no, no matter what division, I feel like any level of college basketball is going to be competitive, no matter what, like you just said, you yeah. have an experience to play, like you've experienced it, you know, front hand. So, but like going like off the court, like um, how are like the pro, like you said, I know you mentioned um, a couple, um, the programs like there at uh, MCLA for like video editing and like what you uh, wanted to get into. My freshman or sophomore year, they installed like a whole new editing suite and TV Mm -hmm. uh, control room, which was really nice to utilize while I was in college because we could reenact TV shows and run it like how they do in the real industry. So like I said earlier, I was an English communications major with a concentration in broadcast media. So that broadcast media enabled me to take like all of the TV production classes and journalism classes um, that were all so helpful in my career because it's such a small school where you're able to make the connections with professors and like our TV director, he, he helped me get so many jobs in the community that eventually helped me, you know, get the job at ESPN. He helped me find all of those jobs to build my resume just by going to the TV studio and talking with him and trying to get involved. So I'd say it's a really good, it's a really good little um, system they got going there for, for broadcast media, because they, they do, they really know what they're talking about. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, well, like the connections with like professors and, you know, people of like the staff and stuff, did you feel like you got more of like your opportunities through them or like kind of like you just kind of like looking up stuff to apply for? In college, I don't even know if I looked up stuff, to be honest, because those opportunities were just like through them, like they yeah. kind of helped you. Like... Yeah. So, like, I think I, re- I really started my junior year doing like the BQM News, which I had to spend so many hours in the TV studio and just talking with the TV director. He also used to cover my game so he knew I played basketball and and knew I really liked it and so just talking to him and getting closer with him he suggested like covering the high school sports in the area and so then he got me a job at the local station that he worked part-time at and then come my senior year he heard through another alumni that this other company a town over was looking for producers to cover their live sporting games so I reached out to that alumni and was then set up to be a producer for Northeast Sports Network, which covers Williams athletic games. Yep. So it's um, it's still D3, but they're at the level like in the NASCAR uh, conference. I don't right, know if yep. you know that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I covered a lot of NASCAR games my senior year. I was a producer and videographer. So that, yeah, senior year. And then I did TV production through my school from the TV director, my, my senior year. So it was all just connections that got me the job in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so like really like school-based was a lot of, like it helped you like even more than it would have, if you were to just kind of do it on your own is what like you're saying. Right. Yeah. And I, then I also interned at NBC 10 in Rhode Island yep. my summer going into my senior year, which I did just apply for. And my, you know, at that point, my resume was built up a good amount. Um, but so that's so that's one that like I kind of just applied to, but yeah. definitely the connections that help build the resume like set the path for everything else. Yeah. So like someone like somebody like me, like what would you recommend? What do you think? What's your like best advice for? I know we talked about this before, like kind of building up a resume and uh, getting those kinds of uh, opportunities and connections. 
I would say just kind of do something similar to what I've done. I think I have told you this before. Yeah, like right. uh, my TV director was just great. How I, how I said he's helped with all these connections, but you also like, you don't really know where you'll get your connections from until it yeah. happens. Like that other alumni who ended up helping me get a job at Northeast Sports Network. I, I think he just came in this TV studio one day to talk to the TV director. And that's where I had met him, you know, not even realizing that he would like help me get a job in the future. And I mean, I, I guess it's just a general rule, you know, be nice to everyone, but it, it's really true because you don't, you don't know anyone could know of something or, or be of help in any yeah. way. And I think, I think I told you this, like LinkedIn, a lot of people in the industry will use, utilize LinkedIn, especially like recruiters. I know they're on there a lot. Um, yeah. I'm sure not everyone will answer you if you, yeah. you know, are hitting them up on LinkedIn, but it's definitely worth a try because I know some people really do pay attention to that. And I mean, our industry, like social media plays a huge part in it. Mm -hmm. They're, they're all, they're on every social media too. Like the recruiters and the managers of programs. It's, it's pretty smart to connect with them that way. If you want to go, like, if you have your mindset on like a larger company yeah, um, or just even like going on sites like LinkedIn and adding people who work for companies that, you know, like if you're just interested in a company and you know there's not a job posted or anything you just genuinely want to know more about that company I, I think it's a great thing to connect and learn as much as possible in the industry and from different angles as well because not every company is going to be run the same right not everyone is going to act the same either so yeah just keep trying to talk to people hmm. it might even help you without realizing yeah not and i agree with you too with the social media aspect because it, you don't really realize until you want to get into it how much it um like plays a factor in how how high up, i guess how high up you could get with it because like yeah. if you if you know somebody on social media that you've never even met before you know what i mean and they like take it like into you like just the experiences i've had with the podcast of people reaching out uh, athletes <laughs> parents of athletes that want you know to see their kid on like that's it's cool it's eye-opening to me and it's kind of made me like want to be like a social media influencer, you know what I mean? Like not somebody like, like one of those TikTok types of people, but something like along like the sports lines and like things like that. So that's, that's, you know, good to hear. And I'll definitely um, take that advice and look into it more. And I'm not really that active on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm still trying to get like the hang of it, but you know, I'll, I'll definitely get, you know, used to it at some point, but. Um, yeah, no, that's awesome. Especially like yeah. being a social media influencer. I mean, we have, I mean, at ESPN now we have a digital social side with, shows that are run on Twitter and Facebook. Like I have a friend in that department and he, he produces live TV shows and it shows on Twitter, Facebook, et cetera. And they're social media uh, hosts and anchors. And it's really cool. Like um, one show is called Hoop Streams and it's, it's, it's the future. It's really awesome. Yeah. Like those power social media can have, especially like with sports and people like want to be recognized, like coming on your show like that's probably awesome for a high school or college athlete you know right yeah and like hope, like i said hopefully i can get um you know some bigger name guys like you know along the way but that's how you you build a name you start you know you start down obviously low like how i did and then you you know you work your way up and you talk to just like crazy athletes crazy people like in the industry like you and things like that so like going i said going back to like your profession like when did you officially find out uh that you got the job at espn 
it was actually my senior week of school. I was graduating like four days and I got wow. a call. I was at my athletic banquet and I got a call at the restaurant and it, I had saved the name like through my interview process of the recruiter. And I was like, oh my God, like he, I actually hadn't heard from them in like a month or so, mm-hmm. or even longer. So I was just, oh my God, I was just like, oh my God, why are they calling me? And I had run out and he told me that the job posting like I just had to like reset my application and it was mine and yeah it was pretty surreal because I didn't have that experience of like graduating and not knowing what I was going to do and like I I applied for so many jobs my senior year like you're not you're probably not gonna get the first job you apply for yeah but it was really nice to have that like before I even graduated because one it was also like a dream so mm. yeah it was it was awesome were you like rushing to like kind of submit that application and right away I know you, you said you were at that banquet like did you have like time yeah. to like was it you like rushing like right away like once you heard that I had to wait till the banquet was over but then I ran oh yeah yeah because yeah, it was like we got awards and it was a whole like um school-wide thing. yeah it's definitely <laughs> but, a cool thing you're probably like itching to get out of there though after that call yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> what was your like uh your family's reaction you know like you know and how did you feel like you said after like putting in all that hard work knowing that it finally paid off it was like a breath of fresh air I yeah. even like my junior year applying to summer internships I like I said I ended up getting one at NBC 10 but I applied to probably like 200 internships it, it's just it's so hard um to even get an interview in this industry so I mean also I have gone through a lot of interviews and not gotten it so it's just it's like your hard work really is paying off and it's just like a huge relief and but then you know it's like not over it's just the start because then you have to prove yourself while you're actually there but mm-hmm. yeah my, my family was very was very happy especially my dad yeah as you probably know <laughs> yeah <laughs> was it cool like to kind of take them for like a was it a tour did you get so that was after you got the job right they kind of like toured around with you yeah pre pre COVID, we could take people for espn tours around the mm-hmm. campus so i had to take like 10 people in my family on the tour and it was they loved it it was so cool because you get to tour our campus is huge in bristol mm-hmm. connecticut um it's our headquarters so we have like we have like 15 or 16 buildings um there's like four or five different buildings with the studios in it and our hallways are like decked out like we have um look we have an x games hallway we have a hallway full of just like trophies and medals we have like uh college football helmets by the studios we have a lot of cool stuff that just walking around the hallways people really get into and we have you know like our infamous our our famous espn sign like the the old school one that's lit up people love taking pictures in front of that mm-hmm. um so ha- getting a tour of it and then because you actually get to go in the studios too and take pictures like at desks and in front of the screens and stuff uh, it's it was really cool because my my family was like geeking the whole time like, like oh this is this is the nfl studio this is the yeah. sports center studio and it was your first time in the studio is pretty surreal because like you've seen on scene you've seen it on tv so exactly. much and then you're just standing in it and it's it's weird <laughs> yeah no for sure and like I've never had an experience like that like on a tv like studio and like a set like that but I feel like if I would if I were to one day hopefully I will like 
something similar to that was, you know, for me, obviously, you know, like being a basketball fan, being a huge basketball fan, I'm, and you know me, I'm a huge Knicks fan. So it's like, like going to games and like experiencing like that live, like, you know, you're watching it live and um, mm-hmm. if you can get a close seat or if you can make it like, like me, a couple of times I've gone down like close pregame and seen those guys up close. I've like met uh, Mike Breen um, who does like the Knicks games. And it's like, it's cool. Cause like, that's what you want to do and um, things like that. So it's awesome to hear that your family was, uh, was like, so like, excited more even probably more excited than you were at the time but oh yeah I had been yeah. working for a while so I was like oh it's no big deal but that's that's so cool you got to do that too because that's a I remember like my first Celtics game and I was like exactly like, it's so surreal to see the athletes like mm-hmm. I remember looking at Kevin Garnett and I was like oh my god <laughs> like, yeah. like you have like for me like you have that same feeling you were as a kid like yeah seeing these guys it's it's nuts but yeah, um it really is yeah for sure and like going back uh, I know COVID kind of had a lot of like restrictions and things like that. How did you like kind of how did you like push through that at, during that time? And how was it like uh, like for your job wise? Did it like restrict your job? Like how was it for you during that time? Yeah, actually, I didn't have a job during the beginning of it. I was right. so you when I first started. No, so when I first wow. started at ESPN, I was a recurring PA, which means you have like a nine month contract. And so my the whole time when I was working it was my goal like I have this chance to be rehired full-time and I have to just keep working at it and so I did and the day I was officially rehired full-time like I had to sit down in an interview with a manager and find out like if I was like leaving in a month or staying and the same day that I found out three hours later Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID and it was all downhill from there yeah so I got furloughed essentially like two weeks later I worked remote at the beginning of the pandemic and then um because the beginning of the pandemic was tough I, w- I was in sports center and we would just I mean we you'd have to like make up ideas because sports center was still on tv you still had to do sports news and I mean I remember what was it maybe oh it was Brady to the Bucks Brady to the Bucks I worked that day and so I mean the most evident news is okay Brady's going to the Bucks Mm -hmm. but we had done I was assigned like top 10 that day so I mean I couldn't do a regular sports center top 10 I had to produce it was like top 10 most famous athletes who have switched over from their original franchise after like a certain amount of years like that it was so hard to do mm-hmm. but we had to make up stuff like that for the shows and it was it was tough because I know even after I was furloughed like that's what they had to do for months over there at the company um so yeah I hung around during the furlough, I was assured every month, like I'd get on a call with two or three managers and they were like, okay, we're trying to get you back. Like mm-hmm. when sports comes back, when, cause then ESPN is owned by Disney. And yep. so Disney had the hiring freeze and like, wouldn't let us, wouldn't let essentially my managers like sign off on this contract or whatever this, the circumstance was. So I had to like wait through like this whole hierarchy to come back and eventually I think it was March this past March yeah this past March um like almost a year ago now they officially called me and said okay we're allowed to bring you back now 
And so then I came back and it was hard during the pandemic because like I applied to so many jobs, like temporary jobs until I got called back. And like I went on interviews, but I didn't get anything. So it was it was really nice that I was obviously still coming back to ESPN. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's definitely not a fun time during a pandemic. No, in definitely. <laughs> Especially. I mean, obviously I wouldn't I would know personally, obviously, but yeah, I was in school, yeah. I was only a senior. So it's like, um, was it hard to transition back into like your regular job or was it just like, you know, night and day, like how you usually do it? Yeah, it was like riding a bike. I went right back into highlights. I didn't get training like for highlights for sports center highlights, game highlights. I just the first day I was back in sports center, I had a highlight. <laughs> so yeah. I mean it was once you do it for a while you you kind of get a grasp of it um especially like once you once you're behind the camera and you're creating those highlights you really can't watch sports the same like every time I watch a game now like I'm looking for iso shots of players clean replay melt rips Mm. um it's crazy so I mean that didn't go away and so once I finally got the opportunity again to start making those highlights like it it just came back to me mm, yeah for sure now this year has been you know way better with the restrictions like it hasn't been like as bad like you know full-time now it's like what are the like the experiences like um have you ever been like in contact with like people like uh, the guys like on NFL live like you know like Keyshawn and all those kinds of guys yeah I mean yeah. I know all of them. how's um, that how's that interact how's that like experience been for you so great. I mean, I can't speak for many shows because I've only been on Sports Center and I've worked all of the NFL shows like NFL Primetime, Rewind and NFL Live. Live is yeah. just our daily show. So that's the one I'm on the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and there our crew is so great. Like our host, Laura Rutledge, she's I don't know how she does it. Like she is for hosting like she is someone great to look up to because I mean, when I'm in studio, I'm usually prompting, like teleprompting for the host. And you could have breaking news and she'd be able to ad lib like the entire show. I've seen her ad lib before. And it's wow. just, it's insane. And then, and then our whole crew, like our main analyst, um, they're just all best friends, like in yeah. person. And they, they just have the same personality off camera as on camera. Mm-hmm. So like before the set, like when you're just talking to them, they they treat you just like a coworker, and you have those funny conversations that you'd have like that they do have on air and it's yeah. our crew is really great um it's it's also like one of the only shows where like sports center is mainly just obviously hosts um they have guest analysts but like not the same ones every day and whatnot mm-hmm. so i mean working on a daily show like NFL Live you really get to know them and they know you like Laura's on our pre and post show calls like when we pitch ideas and so it's it's really it's really cool to get to know them and like be able to go on the analyst meeting with them and hear their thoughts off camera it's yeah. just yeah it's so surreal another yeah. surreal thing <laughs> of course it definitely sounds like hopefully one day I can get into like the same kind of thing and um, you know, keep doing what I'm doing, but like for you, uh, so like about two years, I know with the stop, like you've been there for about like two years, right? Yeah. It's like two, two and a half now with the yeah. stops. So okay. like with the time that you've been there, you know, kind of to wrap up, uh, everything we've talked about, uh, today, um, how would you describe, uh, your ESPN experience? Like, like as a whole, like, um, for the amount of time that you've been there, I know surreal has been a word that you've used like a lot. Yeah, yeah, it, definitely, it definitely is. I know. It's just, I'm so, 
I'm so new still where I've only yeah. been involved in two shows and we have so many departments, so many shows in each department. Like next week, I'm actually moving to event production. So like the live sport events, like I'm creating, I don't even know exactly because I'm not there yet, but I'm yeah. just going to be creating stuff, elements and video and graphics for the live shows. And it's going to be just completely different, which I think is the best part of the company is because one, no one else, no one else creates stuff like our company creates stuff. And two, like there's just so many departments, like our digital social world. I don't know anything about, I just have friends over there. Um, and there's just, there's just the learning never stops. And like the discovering of what you want to do never stops or it could stop. Like you could fall in love instantly. I know like three paths I would love right now. So, I mean, I think that I think that there's going to be a lot of learning for me still. And it's, it's honestly one of the best things about working for the company. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. It sounds like we said the whole night, it sounds like it's just like an incredible experience. Just like, like you said yeah. earlier, breathtaking, just, you know, a once in a lifetime opportunity. So, um, you know, congratulations with everything you've accomplished so far. And again, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, one last thing I do want to ask you though, is uh, what'd you think of the show and who might you want to see uh, for a future guest? I think it's awesome. I love what you're Appreciate doing. It. I mean, this is this is the best way to go about it. You have yeah. your whole you have your whole uh, portfolio right here, mm -hmm. which is crucial to jobs in the future. You know, they're gonna want to see how you present yourself and how you go about it yeah. uh, on the show. I don't know. Give me some NBA players. You're a Knicks fan. Give me oh, I, I'm I'm trying to get some <laughs> some big guys like um like I don't you probably know David Duke. He's from Rhode Island, he went yeah. to classical and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Trying to reach out to people like that. Um, you know, guys that are at the higher college level, like Coach Wider, he's playing at Syracuse right now. Um, you know, like, like Joe Mazzola, the assistant for the Celtics, he was one of my first uh, guests who I had on. So trying to keep those connections because then they can get me to, you know, even more connections just down the line. You know, it's just a matter of like timing because I know you're always, so, you know, you're always so busy. Like these guys are always so busy. So it's probably best to like, talk to them after their seasons. Cause like right now it's, you know, it's kind of in the middle of everything. March madness is coming up like for the basketball guys. Um, yeah. it's, it's just tough. It's, you know, it's all about timing for like the podcast, like aspect of it. I think Rhode Island will definitely help you with connections. Like try getting quitty on your show. On yeah. The yeah. So yeah. my, my friends actually played with him when they were freshmen, um, at Hendricken. So there you, know, you go. <laughs> we're so, we're just waiting for quitty to answer, you know, it's just all about, uh, when they're available and you know, when they can get back to you, but yeah, I mean, they're just starting their off season. So hopefully you'll get lucky because that's yeah. perfect actually. Yeah. That's to, he's going to be, <laughs> yeah. Keep up the grind, keep, you know, being consistent, but again, I appreciate you so much. Yeah. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. No, no problem. I appreciate it. Thank you.